So let's consider the uh, similarities and differences. Compare and contrast um, complex adaptive systems and hollow fractal field theory, where they fit and how they both exist in the same sort of uh, framework for greater analysis. So the hollow fractal represents the geometric pattern, almost an algorithm, for which uh, matter, space, time, uh, biologies, systems in and of themselves even, it, it has a, uh, a nice, almost algorithmic um, manner for processing a lot of different problems that are just incredibly um, pervasive in scope. And moreover, uh, the hollow fractal field theory itself is a complex adaptive system as um, the hollow fractal observes the, uh, ever, the ever increasing complexity of um, all systems. So it, it basically, it's a, it's a geometric pattern of systems residing within systems that grow in complexity in uh, perfect uh, synchrony and it's a stepwise motion. So a greater systems, subsystems will grow in complexity just as much as, oh, relatively speaking, to scale. Um, they'll grow in complexity just as much as um, their subsystems that reside within them. And then, you know, to scale, as, like as far as I would imagine it being some sort of proportion, the systems within those systems, uh, like the subs, the subsystem subsystems, or the subsystems of the systems that were previously defined as subsystems, <laughs> are also um, following that same pattern, evolving in complexity in that same, the same manner, which is where synchronicities come into play here. So synchronicities, you could look at them as um, perfect reflections of uh, geometric patterns having uh, taken place on several layers of complexity simultaneously as a result of the implications of complex adaptive systems and you know all subsystems graduating in complexity with their greater system which is also present in the hollow fractal field theory itself a complex adaptive system and in fact uh, CAS the complex adaptive system framework is a complex adaptive system right so it takes into account the ever-increasing complexity and it factors it into its analysis which is important because that means it's fluid, it's sort of, um, it's less rigid, and you're able to sort of uh, overextend it in the hopes or, or, or for the means of uh, generating fresh ideas, insights, or perspectives. So the hollow fractal itself has a more uh, tangible type of um, ring to it, of course, like the geofractal implied is um, whatever you're looking at, any complex adaptive system, so by definition, any object that you could define as being a singular one of itself is a complex adaptive system. And as you view, say, for the sake of example, I'm going to choose this rocking chair in front of me because that's how universal an application this is. So the rocking chair that sits before me is a complex adaptive system. It is a part of the suprasystem of my living room.
Its subsystems consist of several planks, a few sort of, uh, I cannot think of the word, but a few, like, there are armrests that are carved differently. There's a, there's a place um, on the backboard where your head would be or, like, the, your neck. And that is more, um, you know, that's solid while the uh, bars beneath it are extending down to the seat and connecting through some sort of maybe wood glue. Wood glue is also a subsystem of the chair, um, along with all the parts. The person who manufactured it in, at um, some phase state in time is also there in its uh, complex adaptive systems evolution. So, right, um, you have these, these, these things that go into... Um, generating the emergent properties of, you know, say the chair. The emergent property was intended to be a type of thing you could sit in and rock. It's evident by the design. It was, uh, there was a conscious effort put into that. So in uh, phase state, arbitrarily defined you. So this is just like some arbitrary point in time. Um, there were, there was a element to the system that was a carpenter or woodworker, whatever you would like to call him or her. That person and all of their subsystems, including their biology, their eyesight, their, 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 their senses, their decision-making, the emergent properties, all of their more, uh, you know, their, their subsystems and subsystems within that, all the way to an atomic level, right? Or then beyond that, right? So all these things were systems that at that phase state where the chair was constructed or uh, however many phase states it took for it to be finished, all of those properties, along with their ever-increasing complexity, is captured at each um, analysis point, which would be the phase state. They're all complex adaptive systems that are components of how this complex adaptive system before me came to be. Now, the complex adaptive system, rather than being a chair that somebody else is using as part of a self-defined system that is the chair in them, the emergent property of which is their comfort or something, I don't know. See, what, uh, you could just keep going, it's insane. And um, so the so the complex adaptive systems is the, the, the conceptual um, sort of just understanding of how things change between uh, states, right? Every, if every time unit of measurement is a different state, which it is technically a part of CAS, then tracking the evolution of such would mandate a deconstruction of whatever components were put into it, including conscious efforts, including that conscious efforts. Maybe their history even could be a part of this, their system, and it is because the carpenter at uh, you know at all phase states, all their all, all the amalgamation of their experiences, their consciousness, their you know their their their, their craftsmanship. You know, all those days or however long, or maybe they got it lucky on the first try. I don't know. I would have to go into it because things are really that much um, more um, analyzable than you really kind of take them for being. And I think that's short-sighted. I don't think a chair is a particularly important thing to analyze, but there really is that much beauty in it. It, it, it has, you know, it looks to, there looks to be some very, uh, I don't know what kind of paint you would use, but it's, Wow, this thing's probably 100 years old. It's actually a work of beauty. Like, imagine all of the complex adaptive systems that have evolved with that chair. That chair is awesome. I love that chair now. I'm going to sit in it. Oh, and of course, the rocking motion. That's just killer. Jeez. They don't rock like this anymore. But, um, 
So the hol- so the holofractal, um, in conjunction with the complex adaptive system, being the systems uh, being tracked through uh, arbitrary um, phase states, which are uh, equal to complexity, you have the holofractal being the uh, like the organization of um, you know the structural systems therein and that the chair may exist in. I'm still going on this chair because it's it's important to understand how perfectly um, congruent these frameworks are for analysis, but how they both add value and they both make things so much more clear to um, you know just if you're observing things and you enjoy. You know, you enjoy taking your time and take a deep breath and, and just ingesting the reality. It feels it's awesome, especially in times like this. It's important to to understand that there really is still beauty out there. There really is still a lot of things to be grateful for. And and at the end of this, I'll, I'll go off on how uh, you know this manner of uh, you know this line of thought that I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm sending to you right now with uh, my words how it came into being because it's kind of crude and. It's, fu- it's kind of funny depending on uh, how vaccine damaged you are, <laughs> but it's pretty, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty freaking accurate, I think. Um, so anyways, so this chair, the, uh, the structure, uh, the structural organization of it, as I said, I, I laid out the components before to demonstrate they were all complex adaptive systems, but the structure is where they are in, in space, right? Like if, you, if you're, just imagine... You know, imagine a field. We're, we're, we're in a field that, uh, just, uh, for those of you, I, I know, I'm, I'm not going to do this in uh, a complicated way. Imagine like a cube, like a Rubik's cube, just like flat on every side, or like a, a box that is impenetrable by outside forces. And now picture evenly spaced throughout the cube. So this would be, uh, you know, in cubic measurements, you would space out these uh, dots, and then you're going to just like pepper them onto the... Uh, into, I'm sorry, pepper them in the field in a perfectly uh, in, a, in a perfectly spaced arrangement. So imagine a cube with a bunch of dots that are in, in three dimensions laid out perfectly even. That is essentially what a uh, quantum field is. So if we're going to imagine things in a geometric way, we're going to have to imagine them with the geometry of existing within a field and the field itself is every single element in that field is a how do I want to define this it's first of all itself a complex adaptive system but is also subject to all of the structural implications of uh, the hollow fractal field theory you can, you can think of this if uh, in, in a more tangible way. That is, go go find like a very white, very blank, very uh, non-distracting as far as like pictures and other shit in your house goes. Just stare at a wall, basically. Maybe get high before you do this because, you know, if you smoke a lot of pot, you'll probably be like, oh man, I already did this, dude. This is just like comes natural, bro. And what you do is you try you look straight at the wall, like try to try to make your posture such that you like your nose is um, pointed up a little bit. Your eyes are closed, but your eyes are like gazing toward your nose. You want your nose to be pointing at the, the point that I'm, I'm trying to get you to look at. So it's sort of arbitrary, but like it's also uh, 
you know, dependent on like what kind of, I don't want to say anything specific, you know, what your level of like focus and attention are, I guess. So imagine you're looking straight at that wall. Now imagine that there is a point on the wall that you're looking at, right? Just imagine like you have a reticle, something like, you know, imagine you're playing Call of Duty and you have some whatever rifle. There's probably one that has an X-shaped reticle. You're, you're looking at the wall. Now just keep, like try to picture that at your exact point of focus. Now open your eyes. It doesn't, I, I don't think you're necessarily going to continue to see it, but like try to retract that point that was on the wall toward yourself. Like try to pull it toward yourself with your focus and your attention. And then pull it to the halfway point if you can do so. If not, I don't, I don't know what I can do for you. But I, I have guided other people through this, and it's, I think it's very effective for um, making the point. So you find the halfway between yourself and the wall. And you draw that attention to it. So that, that space that, or that element in the field that we're in is a complex adaptive system that we're able to analyze. So we're able to analyze this arbitrary... Uh, it's not arbitrary. It's it's really not. But this uh, we don't have any way of putting it. So we're just going to say arbitrary um, this unit of uh, this arbitrary element of our field. And whatever that element is is not necessarily important because we probably would not uh, possess faculties complex enough uh, at this time to to really uh, you know really lay out what it could be. We'd have to analyze it a lot further, and we'd have to you know potentially uh, break it down with this framework and potentially communicate with it somehow. I mean, if it's there, it's as complex as us being the observer identifying it, whatever it is in the air. And I would, uh, I would say that that hocto, uh, <laughs> the hollow fractal complex adaptive system, uh, you know, combo one, two right there is incredible for deconstructing anything you want. There's nothing that you cannot take down with that because you got physics unified with conceptual systems, meaning things that are ideas, right? So you have ideas unified with physical thoughts. Or I, I'm, so, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You have ideas unified with physical items. You understand how profound that is? Like things I imagine, you know, like my soul essentially and you know, my body are, are unified in this framework. And that's what makes it so fucking incredible. Note to the viewer. I am in a very unbiased state right now. Viewer, this is this is an audio thing. <laughs> Anyways, so you have these these states of uh, matter between yourself and everything. This is binding you with a faster than light protocol, which is what you would call such a uh, quantum field um, and the types of uh, entangled communications it would facilitate. So I could communicate with something at any point in the field faster than light. Because that is, in essence, of uh, in essence, it's quantum entanglement. That's exactly what it is. It's it's faster than light. It doesn't make sense. They would call it like a wormhole or something. Einstein didn't like the idea. I mean, maybe he did. I, I don't even think he was. Uh, I don't think they gave the guy um, you know justice in with what his intentions were in saying so. But I truly think that whole like oh spooky action at a distance, like he didn't know how else to explain it. And they sort of like parrot that on Reddit and online in a way that makes it seem like Einstein was like overly skeptical. I mean, for all I know, he was. But they're framing it so often, I have to not think it's coincidence. 
like most things, like these, uh, the systems um, thinking, which is the associated, uh, you know, if, if somebody is systems thinking, y like you're observing it as being something different than conventional, like linear or even you know, however it is thinking. Um, I forget what I'm talking about. Anyways, I think that's good enough. I, I think that was a lot of fucking information to unpack in 16 minutes and 24 seconds. So have a, have a good one.